So what's good, everybody? Welcome into your MMA-only episode of The Early Edge. We're here every single day, every week, for every single sport that you could possibly imagine. Last week, we hit the nice little Parker's Parlay uh, uh, on the show. But this week, there is no UFC. But we don't take the week off because Bellator live Friday night. PFL, the playoffs start live on Friday night that me and Ian Parker are the betting gurus for live on ESPN+. Plus. And ESPN too. Let's bring in the star of the show right now. He and the Duck Army are fired up for a UFC-less week of MMA. But Ian, we know that the, the, the tickets don't care where they come from. They just care that we cash. What's up? Yeah, money's still green. Doesn't matter what organization. Doesn't matter where in the world. As long as we win, as long as it's MMA, we will be there. And remember, sometimes, sometimes we will lose. It's all about the information. Knowledge is power. All right, here we go. First fight. Bellator. Friday, the main card starts at 9 p.m. Eastern time, live from Mohegan Sun. We're going to go Magomed uh, in the first fight. He's minus 150 by decision. Do you like this in this Bantamweight fight? These, this is one of those fights where you got two prospects in Magomed Magomed versus Raytheon Stotts. And, you know, Stotts is an excellent fighter, excellent strike, a good takedown defense. But when you're fighting a guy like Magomedov, again, part of Khabib's team, these guys, they don't stop. They keep working until they get the takedown and they grind and they control you. And as good as Stotts is, and even if he loses this, still has a bright future in the division, still will fight for a belt someday. Magomedov's minus 600 straight up. So, coach, as you know, too much, even for a parlay to get us any value. I think he wins, and when he does it by decision, that's because of how tough and smart Stotts is to get away from submissions as well. Magomedov, by decision, at minus 150. For those of you out there who are brand new to MMA betting, what Ian's talking about is our baseline. It's different than football and basketball and baseball. is minus 200. Anything below that, we feel like we can play it straight up. Anything above that, we're always looking to put it into a parlay or a prop bet just like this one here by decision, bringing it all the way down to minus 150. Okay, let's go to Musasi and Salter. They are the main event for Bellator 264. How do you see this fight playing out? Main event, middleweight belt on the line. Musasi is essentially a legend of the sport. He's fought the who's who, and John Salter is a guy who's been around for a bit, and he's gone on a nice little streak, more of a submission artist. And Musasi doesn't get finished very often, if, if ever the Uriah Hall one was a spinning back kick while he was getting dominated since then. Musasi's done a great job. His only loss is to Lovato Jr. by split decision. And the, his last few wins have all been in the third round or later. Same thing with John Salter. So as long as Musasi does not get caught in some wacky submission early on where they're not sweaty, expect this one to go over two and a half rounds. All right. It's always different too. You got to have a, a filling out period whenever somebody is defending a belt for the very first time. I'm trying to figure out where the legs are at in the cardio. That will also lead to an overplay, which we like a lot. All right, let's switch our gears now to the PFL and their playoffs start Friday night live on ESPN Plus and ESPN2. Playoffs? (laughs) (laughs) Playoffs? Uh, We are the betting gurus for the entire PFL. We will have a live DraftKings pre-fight show just prior to that. I believe they they change the start time all the time, but I believe it's 5 p.m. Eastern time. But Don't take that to the bank. All right. There are four fights as part of the playoffs. We'll get to those. But there's a whole undercard on ESPN Plus that's not a part of the playoffs. But guess what, Ian Parker? We can still play them. We can still look at something and say, what would fit into a, oh, I don't know, a Parker's parlay, perhaps? What do you got? 
Yeah. So look, we're going to, we're going to start off uh, with the parlay Olivier Aubin Mercier OAM coming off a huge win as an underdog. And we called it, we did coach, we called it. And we also called it to him to win by decision. Now he turns around, he comes back. He wants to stay active. He's fighting on this card. He's I think over minus 300. We're going to throw him in a parlay. His experience, as we saw his strike, he's gotten a lot better and his ground game. He's so tough to just, he takes everybody down. He's able to control. He should get the win there. The veteran Gleison Tebow is coming off the most controversial this win I've ever seen over Rory McDonald. But look, he did look pretty good. His striking is there and he's still one of the best ground guys in the world. Age is not a factor with this man. He could be 50 and he still looks like he's 23. We like Tebow in that fight and Umalatov in the final leg of the parlay. He should be better everywhere as long as he doesn't get clipped on some lazy entry, which he doesn't do. He's a great wrestler. He's got good striking. And again, these guys, when they all train on the same team, they know how to get it done. Mercier, Tebow, Umalatov, that's our parlay at plus 159. Oh, I love that number. It's tasty at plus 159. But now it's all about the playoffs. That's right. The four fights on the the welterweight playoffs. Now, only four fighters this year made it into the playoffs. So that means they are just two wins away from $1 million. But the approach changes. There's no more points. There's no more, hey, do I make it in because this guy didn't. No, no. It's all about winning this fight and moving on. So the handicapping changes too. So Ian Parker switching those gears up there now. Let's go to the first fight. Lightweight semifinals. Razabov, minus 180 favorite against Martinez, plus 155. What do you like here? Their first fight, the unknown Martinez, won by split decision. You know, with, with Razabov, it, it, it's interesting. He goes from losing a split decision to a guy that nobody really knows and couldn't figure out to then getting a knockout as a slight favorite over someone that people thought was going to beat him. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to gauge what changes he made outside of landing that one punch. I really like Martinez. He has Martinez here as a dog. He wants to bring this win home to Paraguay. He wants to be the first fighter to bring a championship back to his home country. And he's got the chops to do it. The only concern here is he gets way too comfortable jumping into a guillotine. And he does it a little too often for my liking. However, his coaches have said he's made the right adjustments. As long as he stays active, he uses his striking to set up the takedowns. If he lands on top, I believe he's even the better jujitsu fighter, not grappler per se. But jujitsu guy went on top. Let's go Martinez as our dog of the day. Oh, I love Chief's dog of the day on our very special MMA. All right, let's move on to the second fight. A lightweight semifinal. Collard, minus 170 favorite over Manfio, plus 145 here. What do you like? Clay Collard before this started was plus 7,000 to win the whole thing. Now he's plus 250. You want to talk? Yeah. And we talked about this. And when we get to other fights in the tournament, uh, in the playoffs, we'll, we'll go over that as well. Both guys coming off wins over Showtime, Anthony Pettis between the two. Haush Manfio, that was a split. Uh, you and I both talked about this. We don't know if he really won that fight, but he's here. This is a guy who should take the fight to the floor. But again, another Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter who's got a few knockouts under his belt. He's got comfortable standing. And when that happens, they lose. Clay Collard is going to be the way better boxer here. You know, he throws to the body, head. His combinations are very slick, and he's very capable on the ground. He also does not just sit there. He tries to get up. He goes for submissions. I just think it's going to be too much for Manfio. He is not going to get a hesitant striker the way Pettis was in that last round. And Collard's gas tank is very solid. I love Clay Collard at minus 170. I would take him all the way to minus 195. I tell you what, uh, this looks like a steal. It looks like I agree. We know it, it doesn't always play out that way. We got that. 
But this this looks I love this number minus 170 for Clay College. Me too. All right, let's move into the welterweight division. And we've mentioned uh the name Magomedov and all these they 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 have the same names, it seems like for everybody, but they're all studs. They are all studs. So take me through. Sadabusi should not be here, but he's got an opportunity now as things have fallen his way. Is this a buzzsaw that is too much for him to overcome? Well, Sadabusi holds a special place in my heart because he was our underdog that finished very strong for us, but no one thought we had a chance in that play. Gotta love the Swedish Denzel, he calls himself. But this is a terrible, terrible matchup for him. Magomed Magomed Karabov is the favorite to win the entire playoffs and to win the whole thing. And this is a guy who could not fight in his first fight due to visa issues. So in the second fight against Curtis Milder, he had to win in the first round and Listen, what do we say? Roy McDonald set the blueprint for that fight and Magomed Magomed Karamov. And by the way, I'm just going to keep saying his name because I'm getting it right. And it's fantastic to say he did it on one knee. Millinder took out his knee in the first few seconds of that fight. So what do you do? Take down, get into the submission situation. And it should be the same thing here. Literally, Sadabusi is a very similar fighter to Millinder, kickboxer, his height, his range. And Karamov is an excellent striker, but listen, this fight's going to the ground very quickly. He is a beast, and Karamov should get it done, and he should play it safe and get it done by submission. The fact that it's plus 165 blows my mind. I'm all over that one. You brought up a very good point. How this changes for the playoffs as opposed to in the regular season is that he doesn't have to go for a first-round win now, and that changes a lot. That changes a lot, so keep that in mind, everybody, when you're making your plays at home. All right, let's get to the main event of the evening. And this really feels like it could be for all the marbles. This is a matchup that people looked at before the regular season even started and said, those two could meet in the finals. We get it in the semifinals. Ray Cooper, Rory McDonald, what do you like? Yeah, this is a fight that we all thought based on the brackets and the seating would end up as the championship fight, especially because Rory, everyone thought Rory beat T-Bow. And then when that didn't happen, we're like, wait a minute, what is that? What does that mean? That means he's getting Cooper really quickly and vice versa. Look, Ray Cooper is no nonsense. This guy does not like doing interviews. He yesterday, they said, how do you think you're going to win? What's your game plan? He goes, well, I'm going to punch him in the face. Thank you, Ray. We understand that's how it goes. And this is exactly what we knew he was going to say. Ray Cooper is a very, very tough fighter, very uh, underrated with his wrestling. As we saw in his last fight has great control we saw his tank starting to wear out a little bit. He puts everything into every punch against a guy in Warren McDonald who has fought, you know, I mean, listen, he's fought the best in the world. Ray Cooper might be up there now, but Roy's been doing this at a young age for a very, very long time. I just think Roy has too many tools in the belt. I think after that last fight from Tebow, he is not going to let this, I mean, it may go to the judges, so I don't want to say he's not going to let it, but I think he's going to be way more careful and not leave it up to any type of question. He will be the faster striker, better on the ground, and I think he's going to be smart here. You do not want to mess with the power of Ray Cooper. I like Rory McDonald to win this fight, and to your point again, Coach, he does not have to do this by any way other than win, and on top of that, these guys need to also consider they're going to be fighting again in the next couple of months after a win. you got to stay healthy because if you win and get injured – you don't fight in the championship. So I'm predicting that Roy McDonald is going to take this fight to the ground and try to control as much as possible and avoid any type of damage while getting the win. Yeah. You're going to see whether it's on this show or on our DraftKings pre-show that a lot of, if, if Ian is, is making a prop selection like he did with uh, Michael Madoff, uh, that's because that's how they normally win the fight. We're being very, very careful this week because all these props that could get first round second, the stuff that we normally like, uh, uh-uh. This week, it's all about the W's. It's all about getting the win and moving it to October. 
unless it's Kay- unless it's Kayla Harrison, and we don't really have much of a choice. In that no. case, we're going to bet her in the first 28 seconds to get it by submission. And I'll just That's say it. it right now. But no, you're absolutely right. Look, Karamov by submission to you, right with the prop. It does not have to be first round. Correct. All right. Correct. We need to let every Correct. right. What you said is such a good point to everybody out there. Guys, do not get too crazy with the props per round. This is so different. We're all about getting the win. All right. Very good. We are up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap. And it looks absolutely glorious. Bellator Friday night. We got a couple plays from there. Magomedov to win by decision minus 150. And then Musasi Salter in the main event going over two and a half rounds minus 137. Then over on the PFL side, we're going to go a little Parker's parlay. Uh, and I know I butchered that plus 159. These names are so difficult. Then the four fights in the playoffs. We've got straight picks on all of them. Alex Martinez, plus 155. Clay Collard, minus 170. Uh, Maga, say that, please, for me, so I don't butcher it one more time. Ian, go ahead. Say his name. Magomed Magomed Karamov. Good Lord. It's going to be the death of me. Plus 165. And then, of course, Rory McDonald, minus 115. Hey, it wasn't the smoothest show, but it not always is. We do this every single week. Come on, you're going to have bumps in the road. But what we do know is that you've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these MMA tickets straight to the pay window. For the entire Duck Army, Ian Parker and the jeweler, our executive producer, puts it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. We'll see you on Friday night. Remember, Friday, not Saturday. This is The Early Edge. Good luck. Good luck.